Hi, Dr. Sarah. Well, welcome. Uh, welcome again. Um, uh, we, as we continue with the uh, the topic of diabetes, uh, the, uh, I think that is it's, it's it's very intriguing and important that people actually get to know that there's not only one type of diabetes, but there's, there's several type of diabetes. And uh, why don't we we talk about type one? And uh, we can also talk about all the things that diabetes actually is as a, as an illness that is very important in our days. Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much, Francis, for having me. I'm always uh, uh, eager to be here and to share my. Okay, so last last week we were talking with Ricardo, and uh, he brought the uh, the situation that is very close to him, especially with his family, with that. Um, me personally, I also had a, a case where my grandmother eventually uh, had diabetes at the at the end of his life, uh, her life. I'm sorry, and um, and and I'm assuming from from what I learned from 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 you from last week that was actually type type two, but I I, I was actually wondering what is type one then. Good question. So the type 1 diabetes is when the pancreas isn't producing the insulin required uh, to utilize the, the food that we're taking in and that eventually becomes glucose in the blood. There isn't enough insulin being produced by the pancreas in order for our cells to literally uptake and take in the glucose. For, for normal metabolism. And, uh, and so it, it can be one of two things with type one, that there isn't enough insulin being produced, but there is some, or just that there's so much damage for whatever uh, reason, the antibodies, type one is an, is an autoimmune disease. So there are antibodies being produced that attack the, the islet cells in the pancreas to keep the cells from producing insulin normally. So that's the type one. And I'll just reiterate uh, what type two is. It's, so type two usually occurs later in life. And that is when the, uh, the pancreas is indeed producing enough insulin, but for whatever reason, the peripheral cells or just the cells of the body are not responding to the, the insulin that's there. And, um, and so that is uh, the difference between type one and type oh, two. Oh, okay, interesting. And there are, you know, and just to let you know, Francis, now there's also, there are several other types of diabetes depending on how the body is, is responding. And so uh, there are other definitions of diabetes type two um, now as we see this progression and with as as we age and with lifestyle and uh and environmental factors and pollutants and um and hormones and um we're seeing different types of diabetes uh, beyond type 1 and type 2 so it's quite interesting uh, along with the gestational diabetes that occurs in some women uh with uh with pregnancy so and I can explain yeah, no, and uh, I was actually going to tell you uh, over there uh, over the weekend we were actually watching with my wife uh, a documentary. We would like to we like to always keep ourselves uh, up to date with different things, and and people were talking about how uh, wheat or wet they call it because uh, there was a British person there um, was saying that the the transformation that we actually have done to wheat uh, in order to make it grow faster and 
and stronger against uh, many of the uh, pest uh, pesticides or uh, the pesticides that um, are in the farms uh, as also altering our bodies and uh, you know in provoking basically the diabetes and and so now that you're bringing this up that, that means that now that there's also a mutation of diabetes or the like the different things of diabetes that we can actually see mm. yes you know that's a really good point because gmo foods we're I don't even think we've even scratched the surface of the effects of GMO foods, but yes, um, the the modified um, strains of wheat have been shown to cause intolerances, um, uh, differing insulin responses, which can result in diabetes and so on and so forth. And it's not just wheat, it's dairy. It's, uh, uh, it can be uh, dairy, it can be other, uh, even vegetables and other um, genetically modified foods that we don't even realize that there is this connection. However, it's happening and our bodies yeah, are Yeah, I have a friend of mine who is actually an orthodontist. Uh, he lives in uh, Florida. And um, we had a conversation uh, talking about food and how the relationship with diabetes is and we had a conversation with him once he was actually telling me it's like have you seen the strawberries that they sell you at the, at the supermarkets especially in the u.s i mean they're round and kind of like glowing in red and they're they're perfect and if you see them most of them are the same so it's kind of like a photocopy of that that's the same seed actually doing that and and we know that like a strawberry, like the organic one is very little and sometimes actually has a, a different variations of reds and, and in between one and the other. So it's it kind of like the question is, what's the natural food that we can eat in order to prevent that diabetes? Yes, you know what? So, so true. You, you really, really um, described it very well, um, how um, and there's it's this, these perfect uh, perfect foods that uh, appear perfect, but we don't know what's going on beyond uh, beneath the surface, right? Um, but yes, I, I think that um, what you stated in terms of organic uh, versus conventional, and then non-GMO versus GMO, and just looking for these um reliable they have to be reliable sustainable sources um we do it does tend to be a little bit more expensive um to eat this way um however in the long run it's like a health insurance to prevent diabetes and other uh conditions that result from our environment and the certain foods that we eat and and also the, the natural healthy pro uh, aging process um, and so we want to prevent aging by using antioxidants, eating the right foods, um, uh, omega-3s and the right oils, and so on and so forth. So this is a part of it. This is a part of the big picture. So the, the type 1 uh, being maybe 1, is it hereditary or is something that appears in life? Um, because of the things that we were talking or does he have other things or why is it that it appears in our bodies yes so there are a couple of theories well for sure there can be a hereditary factor a genetic component definitely 
also there has been a link between dairy and and milk and the proteins in milk with type 1 diabetes um, and causing autoimmune reactions against the pancreas and the insulin producing cells so um, those have been two of the biggest causes uh, of diabetes are the hereditary uh, especially type 1 is uh, the hereditary factor as well as um, as dairy and also chronic illness chronic illness can also start to um, sort of mutate the antibodies uh, the good antibodies and then the, the the antibodies that we require can start attacking uh, different cells of the body uh, again this is called autoimmune and so and diabetes can result in in, uh, in that along with us in the other type of autoimmune mm. disease through chronic um, so uh, the question is should we stop actually drinking milk or dairy products uh, just to prevent uh, diabetes. And you mentioned another one, another type, uh, the gestational diabetes. I mean, is that a byproduct also of the eating habits uh, that we have? Yes. Okay. So in response to the first part of your question, um, dairy, especially in younger children, I would um, completely eliminate it um, uh, because there has been a connection with dairy and diabetes. Um, even later in life, um, there can be health conditions and health concerns due to dairy. So in general, yes, uh, I would uh, recommend no dairy um, and other sources of calcium and, and things like that. And now in, in response to the second part of your question with gestational diabetes, absolutely. Um, food, has, uh, food has played a huge role. Diet has pay, played a huge role in gestational diabetes. Um, so, uh, you know, high sugar content, high, high simple carbohydrate diets, um, uh, significant weight gain during pregnancy. And also there's a hereditary factor there with gestational diabetes also. Um, but those are, it, it, is, it is almost preventable uh, with the right diet, with the uh, right conditions, the right environment. Absolutely. So in, in now, in, in, yeah, now it comes into the question. I mean, it's with uh, stem healing, stem cell healing institute. I mean, important. Um, the the approach will be to actually um, bring the stem cells into correcting the the situation for diabetes when when your patients actually come to your clinic. Yes, absolutely. The, the goal is to um, infuse the stem cells in, in, to the blood and uh, into the pancreas in order to, in the type 1 diabetes, that means that we are looking to literally regenerate and fix the damage um, to the pancreas, okay? Number one. Um, the second part of the response is um, inhibiting the autoimmune response of the type 1 diabetes, which means to modulate the immune system so that it's not attacking the, the um, islets of Langerhans cells in the pancreas. Okay, so there's a two-part approach in type 1 uh, with stem cells. And then for type 2 diabetes, the goal is to help repair the peripheral cells, which are not the pancreas per se, because in type two, the pancreas is responding to 
uh, to the sugar in the blood and, and releasing insulin. However, it's the cells um, in the rest of the body that aren't responding. So the goal is to fix the receptors and to fix the cells in the rest of the body to respond yeah, to very interesting. Um, other thing that I saw in the documentary, and I can add the documentary into the comments uh, here so people can, can, can go and look for it. I I've, I found it fascinating because uh, like like uh, one of the nutritionists in the documentary actually was actually saying is that it's not the wheat is, is bad, is the things that we have actually done to wheat that are produced and um, and then one one person actually I, I was talking to one person and one person was saying well uh, I, I i drink my multivitamins and um and other things i am trying to keep myself healthy and they say well that, that the problem is that because there's so much of uh, the production of wheat because of the type of wheat that we're producing they're true they're including it into everything and even the pills actually have that at the coffee and and so when when they uh, one one of the things that we talked before is when people come to have the treatment with you do they have to start like detoxifying with all this in order to actually have the treatment to be a hundred percent yes francis that's uh please uh, thank you for for bringing that up we we absolutely do um we start a regimen of um, somewhat changing the uh, the environment of the body. Okay, it's nothing harsh, nothing um, unsustainable. So we start with a pre-treatment protocol of starting the detox process, taking certain supplements that we know um, help with that process and also help with um, fortifying the stem cells and the body itself. Um, and then we continue with that concept by doing an IV uh, nutritional detox, which is just a bunch of antioxidants and, and uh, nutrients to enhance the body and the stem cells and continue from there, along with certain mineral therapies and oxygen therapy, um, as well as hormone therapy, if that is uh called for uh prior to stem cell treatment so what would be your recommendation right now to anyone who's actually listening in just thinking okay how can i change my my diet habits in order to prevent this or if i'm having the the the, kind of like the uh, initial stage two diabetes how can i actually do something in the meantime Um, I think number one, the place to begin is to look at what we're eating. Um, How can they sustainably modify it in terms of uh, not going on a diet, but um, more of a lifestyle change as we hear, we hear about that. So maybe adding a little more activity, um, maybe cutting back on sugars and simple carbohydrates and adding more vegetables and just keeping it sustainable without doing anything too harsh or unsustainable that, that won't be able to be maintained in the long run. That is the key, is not to think of it as a diet, but to think of it as enjoying life, making some changes, um, but but still enjoying the foods that you, uh, you know, it's still eating the foods that you enjoy. And, and I always talk to my patients about an 80-20 rule. 
80% of the time, you're doing things more cleanly, as I like to say, and maybe 20% of the time, you're enjoying the, the foods that you, you like, but not necessarily are the, the most healthiest. But if you pretty much follow that 80-20 rule with the uh, you know, drinking enough water and um, doing some sort of activity every day um, and meditation and keeping that healthy balance, you're pretty much good to go um, with uh, that. It's well, a good great, place to uh, start. Well, we have so many to learn still, uh, and, and I think that this is uh, this is also a topic for another chapter in in our podcast and a weekly podcast. But um, thank you so much. Uh, every day is a learning process in anyone who's actually want to know more uh just to give a heads up uh, i know that you're you're uh starting a, a healthy line of foods um i just want to also throw it there and so people that are interested in actually getting more healthier eating more healthier i mean they will they will soon be able to actually get some of some of your line of foods right Yes, absolutely, yes, and we'll is. we'll talk more about that in another podcast. But uh, and it's a function. Yes, it's a functional food line that is like um, food that is um, with the health benefits of supplements, basically, and uh, but just pure and unadulterated food. So yeah, we can talk no, about no, no, that. No, in no, no, yes, we'll, we'll continue so with this. One, but anyone who's actually want to know more about how to prevent diabetes, or if you are going through diabetes and you want to get more information or even set up something with Dr. Sarah, you can leave us comments in the comment area or send an email to, to her or just go to stem stemcellhealinginstitute.com and just leave your uh, your details, your message there. And uh, I'm pretty sure the doctor side is really good to uh, re- replying to the emails. So um, thank you, Dr. Sarah, again. So wonderful to talk to you and uh, looking forward for the next podcast. Thank you so much, uh, Francis. Bye-bye. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Take care.